G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Ron Ross is our Middle East reporter and he's joining us once again. Welcome back, Ron. Thanks, Tracy. A senior Hamas delegation is now heading to Egypt, all with the view of discussing that long-term Hamas-Israel truce. Yes, I have trouble believing it. Uh, Only the information came to me from uh, a friend, Khaled Abu Tomei. Uh, I wouldn't believe it. Uh, But he's reporting that uh, a senior Hamas delegation is heading to Egypt for talks on a possible long-term truce between the Islamist movement and Israel. And uh, the sources said that the delegation which would be headed by Hamas leader Ishmael Haniyeh is expected to visit Qatar and Turkey. They said that it was not clear yet whether the Egyptian authorities had given permission to the Hamas officials to enter Egypt through the Rafah border crossing. Other sources claimed that the Hamas delegation has been invited to a meeting in Cairo with the head of Egypt's General Intelligence Service to discuss efforts to achieve a long-term truce with Israel. So that's all going to be uh, well worth watching. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. In the meantime, of course, there's quite a bit happening in Egypt at the moment. The President al-Sisi has approved special courts to deal with anti-terrorism laws. Yes, and if you're looking for a leader around the world who was a man of action, this guy's it. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi at the weekend approved an anti-terrorism law that sets up special courts and provides protection to its enforcers in the face of a two-year-long insurgency that aims to topple his government. The law also details sentences for various terrorism crimes ranging from five years to the death penalty. It also shields those applying it, such as the military and police, from any legal ramifications for the proportionate use of force in performing their duties. Sisi had promised a tougher legal system last July after a car bomb attack that killed the top public prosecutor, the highest level state official to be killed in Egypt in years. Forming or leading a group deemed a terrorist entity by the government will be punishable by death or life in prison. Membership in any such group will carry up to 10 years in jail. And this is to operate in a court where there'll be no questions asked. Mm, It's frightening, really, isn't it? (laughs) All right, it seems the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Osama bin Laden's son, he's now calling for lone wolf attacks against Israel and the West. Yes, and it's very interesting what the analysts are saying about this. Uh, Hamza bin Laden the son of al-Qaeda's founder Osama bin Laden, has issued a call to Muslims all over the world to attack uh, the West, including Israel, on their home turf. 
In a new audio recording, the 24-year-old says it's time to move the war in the Middle East, across the ocean, and instead of fighting in Gaza, Baghdad and Kabul, to fight in London, Washington, Paris and even Tel Aviv. This is your duty, he said. But the analysts are saying this is a a cry by uh, al-Qaeda because they're losing seniority to ISIS, of all people. Uh, Apparently, if you're a terrorist, ISIS are on the top of your fan list, and al-Qaeda has begun to slip in the polls. Uh, Hamza bin Laden has been dubbed the Crown Prince of Terror, which is a title, you know, that... I don't know how many would aspire to obtain. The release of the recording is likely an attempt by al-Qaeda to gain popularity over the Islamic State and uh, simply because ISIS is making headlines all over the world. Mm. And Israeli Defence Forces, they're preparing for an incursion now into Syria. Yes, and as I try to figure out what this means... uh, It means that the authorities in Israel are trying to anticipate what may be. Military assessments foresee possible infiltration of terrorists with heavy weapons, rebel takeover of Druze villages, IDF posts video documenting elimination of the Druze, and so they've begun to prepare plans to attack Syria in light of this recent military assessment. I wouldn't say that it's going to happen immediately, but they're going to be ready. Oh, it sounds like they're trying to predict an earthquake, really, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. All right. It's been pretty warm in Israel, too. There's, uh, what, August has been the hottest month in a little while. Yeah, the heat wave uh, over the weekend is quite uh, impressive. The monitoring station in Afula reached 41.5 degrees Celsius, topping its previous record of 40.8, while in Ein Hanorish, the temperature reached a record 37.6. The hottest region of the country was the Jordan Valley and the Arava, where temperatures reached 43 to 46 degrees. The highest temperature measured on Sunday was 46.4 in the Jordan Valley. And all the listeners in the outback are saying, oh, come on, that's not hot. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's finish on an encouraging note, Ron. There's been an answer to prayer, hasn't there, really, since we spoke last week. We were talking about this horrible situation of Christian women and girls caught up in sex slavery. Yes, we prayed about it last week, and I was very excited to read about Steve Mayman, a Montreal businessman who's launched a campaign to save girls and young women from captivity uh, after the brutal activities of the Islamic State militants in Iraq. He's a Montreal businessman, and he spearheaded the release of 128 Yazidi and Christian girls and young women from sexual slavery, and uh, he's already been dubbed the Jewish Schindler, uh, and he's been raiding the Iraqi areas. He's reported to have raised more than 200,000 US dollars, uh, 50,000 in one week alone. And apparently he's paying $1,000 and more for each of the girls to get them out. Uh, he's described uh, uh, the activities in, in among the Islamic State as a level of barbarism, which is uh, a form of um, persecution. He said the Talmud teaches us Whoever saves one life saves the entire world, which is a phrase 
used and spoken by Liam Neeson in the 1993 Oscar-winning film Schindler's List. Last August, up to 5,000 Yazidis were executed, sometimes in groups, uh, and uh, he was appalled by that, and he said that this kind of debacle hasn't happened since the Holocaust. Uh, and uh, Canon Andrew White, who until recently was pastor of one of the largest churches in Baghdad, said he's somebody who's really like a brother. He's the first person who's come to our aid, uh, White told a newspaper. And Montreal's Rabbi Eladad called for deeper military commitments from Western leaders on behalf of the girls. He said, I would like to see more organizations and people around the world emulate this man's actions. So it's exciting, and we should praise the Lord for Maimon. Yes, certainly a good answer to prayer there, but still the need to keep these people in prayer, really, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. That is Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent. Ron, always good to talk to you. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.